Welcome to Zikhu Dafsim Mani, member by Yeram Goldhar, and today Masachas Baba Kama, Daf Kuf Yudof, the end of the ninth parak, Hagozo Eitzim, in the beginning of the tenth parak, Hagozo Umachil. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one was Tad Nabraisa, Nasim Ashim Yoriv, Vakesim Yadaya. If the Gazlan gave the Ashim to the first Mishmar of Yoriv, and the money to the second Mishmar of Yadaya, Rabbi Yudha says, Yachzer Kesav Eitzol Ashim. The money reverts to where the Ashim is, meaning it's given to a Yoriv. The Chachamim say, Yachzer Ashim Eitzol Kesav. The Ashim reverts to where the money is, meaning Yadaya. The Gemara said, if the money was given to Yadaya during their own Mishmar, why would you to say that Yadaya must give the money to Yariv since they acted properly? The Chami's position is understood because Yariv improperly accepted the Ashim before the money was given, as the Mishnatan Daf Kuf Yud Amad Rav explained that the money was given to Yadaya during Yariv's Mishmar, so Rabbi Yehuda penalized them, but the Chami still penalized Yariv. Rabbi taught, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that if the Ashim is still extant, and Yoriv did not demand the money during their Mishmar, the Ashman is given to Yadaya because Yoriv have waived their right to them. If Yadaya's Mishmar also passed without their demanding the Ashim, it reverts to the original law. Point number two, the tenth period begins, Hagozul Machios Banav. If one robs something and feeds it to his children, or if he left it before them intact as an inheritance, they are exempt from paying the owner for it. Rav Chissa said, If one robs something and the owner did not despair of retrieving it, and another person came and ate it from the robber's possession, if he wants, he may collect it from this robber, and if he wants, he may collect from that one who ate it. He explains that as long as the owner has not despaired, it stands in the owner's possession. Therefore, the one who ate it took it from the owner's possession and is also liable. Rav Chistah's challenge from our mission, which taught that the children who ate the stolen property are not liable. He answers that the mission's case is Lachir Yehush, after the owner's despair. Later, Rashi notes that Rami Barachamah disagrees with Rav Chistah. And point number three, the mission taught that if the father left the robbed item to his children, they're not liable to pay. Rami Barachamah said, This teaches that an heir's domain is like a purchaser's domain, meaning it constitutes a shinurishus, a change of domain. This shinurishus, which follows the owner's yeyush, enables the heirs to acquire the item and keep it. Rabbi said, Rishus Yorish love Kirishusami. An heir's domain is not like a purchaser's domain, and the heirs do not acquire the item. The mission's case is Kushalkalum, when the heirs consumed it after inheriting it, and it cannot be returned. Rabbi's interpretation is challenged by the mission's conclusion. If it was real property, they must pay, which the Gemara understands to mean items which are publicly recognizable as stolen, which the children must return to protect their father's honor. This implies the stolen item is extant. Rav explains the mission to mean they inherited land from the robber, which can be collected by the victim. So once again, the three points are number one. It was Tana Brisa, Nasan Ashim Yoriv, Yadaya. If the Gazlan gave the Ashim to the first Mishmar of Yoriv, and the money to the second Mishmar of Yadaya, Rav Yudha says, Yachzir Kesav Eitzel Ashim. The money reverts to where the Ashim is, meaning it's given to Yoriv. The Chachamim say, Yachzir Ashim Eitzel Kesav. The Ashim reverts to where the money is, meaning Yadaya. The Gemara said, if the money was given to Yadaya during their own Mishmar, why would you to say that Yadaya must give the money to Yariv since they acted properly? The Chami's position is understood because Yariv improperly accepted the Ashim before the money was given, as the Mishnatan Daf Kuf Yud Amad Rav explained that the money was given to Yadaya during Yariv's Mishmar, so Rabbi Yehuda penalized them, but the Chami still penalized Yariv. Rabbi taught, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that if the Ashim is still extant, and Yariv did not demand the money, during their Mishmar, 
the Ashman is given to Yadaya because Yehoriv have waived their right to them. If Yadaya's Mishmar also passed without their demanding the Ashim, it reverts to the original law. Point number two, the tenth period begins, If one robs something and feeds it to his children, or if he left it before them intact as an inheritance, they are exempt from paying the owner for it. Rav Chisa said, If one robs something and the owner did not despair of retrieving it, and another person came and ate it from the robber's possession, if he wants, he may collect it from this robber, and if he wants, he may collect from that one who ate it. He explains that as long as the owner has not despaired, it stands in the owner's possession. Therefore, the one who ate it took it from the owner's possession and is also liable. Rav Chistah's challenge from our mission which taught that the children who ate the stolen property are not liable. He answers that the mission's case is Lachar Yehush, after the owner's despair. Later, Rashi notes that Rabbi Barakama disagrees with Rav Chista. And point number three, the Mishnah taught that if the father left the robbed item to his children, they're not liable to pay. Rami Barakama said, This teaches that an heir's domain is like a purchaser's domain, meaning it constitutes a shinurishus, a change of domain. This shinurishus, which follows the owner's yeyush, enables the heirs to acquire the item and keep it. Rabbi said, An heir's domain is not like a purchaser's domain, and the heirs do not acquire the item. The mission's case is when the heirs consumed it after inheriting it, and it cannot be returned. Rabbi's interpretation is challenged by the mission's conclusion. If it was real property, they must pay, which the Gemara understands to mean items which are publicly recognizable as stolen, which the children must return to protect their father's honor. This implies the stolen item is extant. Rav explains the mission to mean they inherited land from the robber, which can be collected by the victim. All right, so now we go to Simdav Kofiadov, and our standard simon is a kayak. A kayak. So here goes. While the Gazan was busy giving an ashim to the Kohanim in the first kayak, and money to the Kohanim in the second kayak, the person who ate some food the Gazan had stolen before the yesh of the owner was paying the owner. Jealous of the boy enjoying the kayak his father stole and left over for him, since Rishus Yorish Kurishus Lokeachdami. So once again, it's emotion. Once again, it's emotion. While the Gazan was busy giving an ashim to the Kohanim in the first kayak, kayak, that must be one duff. While the Gazan was busy giving an Ashim to the Kohanim in the first kayak and money to the Kohanim in the second kayak, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, Nasan Ashim If the Gazan gave the Ashim to the first Mishmar of Yohiriv and the money to the second Mishmar of Yadaya, Yudah says, Yaksir Kesav Ashim. The money reverts to where the Ashim is, meaning it's given to Yoriv. The Chamim say, Yaksir Ashim Kesav. The Ashim reverts to where the money is, meaning Yadaya. More explains their positions. So while the Gazan was busy giving an Ashim to the Kohanim in the first kayak and money to the Kohanim in the second kayak, the person who ate some food the Gazan had stolen before the Yeish of the owner was paying the owner, which reminds us Rav Chisa said that if one robbed something and the owner did not despair of retrieving it, and another person came and ate it from the robber's possession, if he wants me to collect from this robber, and if he wants me to collect from that one who ate it, he explains that as long as the owner has not despaired, it stands in the owner's possession. Therefore, the one who ate it took it from the owner's possession and is also liable. So, while the Gazan was busy giving an Ashim to the Kahanim in the first kayak, and money to the Kahanim in the second kayak, the person who ate some food the Gazan had stolen before the Yeish of the owner was paying the owner. Jealous of the boy enjoying the kayak his father stole and left over for him, since 
Rishus Yoresh Kirishus Nami, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that if the father left the robbed item to his children, they're not liable to pay. Rabbi Barakama said, This teaches that an heir's domain is like a purchaser's domain, meaning it constitutes a shinui rishus, a change of domain. This shinui rishus, which follows the owner's yeush, enables the heirs to acquire the item and keep it. Rabbi said, An heir's domain is not like a purchaser's domain, and the heirs do not acquire the item. The mission's case is when the heirs consumed it after inheriting it, and it cannot be returned. So once again, while the Gazan was busy giving an ashram to the Kahanim in the first kayak and money to the Kahanim in the second kayak, the person who ate some food the Gazan had stolen before the Yezh of the owner was paying the owner. Jealous of the boy enjoying the kayak his father stole and left over for him, since Rishus Yoresh, Kirishus Lokeach Nami. Alright, so now it's time for Forba Bach Hazar. Daf Kuf Zayin. So the simmer Daf Kuf Zayin is Couscous. So here goes. The Couscous restaurant owner Couscous, that must be one Daf Kuf Zayin. The Cusco's restaurant owner, who was motive mixes to his creditor, because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, which reminds us, Rabbi explained, Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear about his denial? It's because there's a presumption that a person is not so brazen as to deny his obligation to the face of his creditor. Rabbi explains, because he lent him money. Thus, completely denying a loan is believed without swearing. So the Cusco's restaurant owner, who was motive mixes to his creditor, because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, overheard four shomrim seated at a table eating Cusco say that they only swear when they are motive mixes. Which reminds us, Rabbi Baraba taught that the Torah required swearing about bikadon even for a full denial. Yochan disagreed and said that a Shomer Chinam who falsely swears that the item was stolen from him, he's not liable to pay Kefal unless he denies part of the claim and admits to part of the claim, because the Pasuk says, this is it, regarding the Shomer Chinam's false claim, which is where he pays Kefal. Similarly, Rami Barachama said, the four shomrim of the Torah require partial denial and partial admission to become obligated to swear, but would not swear for a full denial. So, the Kuska's restaurant owner, who was motive mixes to his creditor because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, overheard four shomrim seated at a table eating Kuskas say that they only swear when they are motive mixes. When his shomer Chinam came forward to pay him kefal after he falsely swore, the Kuska's supplies he was watching were stolen when in fact he had used them to make his own couscous. Which reminds us, Rabbi Chibar Yosef says about a Shomer Chinam, who falsely swears the item was stolen, he's not chayv to pay kefal unless he misappropriated, meaning he used it without permission, before he swore. The Torah requires a Shomer Chinam swears that he did not lay his hand upon his fellow's property, which implies that the kefal penalty for swearing falsely, which falls, is where he did misappropriate the pikadon. Rabbi Chibar said that Rabbi Yochanan held he's liable by Omedes Alavusa, where the watched animal is standing by the trough, meaning where it was not used. Daf Kufches, so the similar Daf Kufches relates to Kach taking, and we use a pickpocket. So here goes. The pickpocket, pickpocket, that must be on Daf Kufches. The pickpocket who stole a wall from a rabbi while he was debating whether it's the mamun or shvua that obligates a ton tainus ganav to be kefal and not the chomesh, which reminds us, a brysan dap kufab amonav taught that where a shomer is ton tainus ganav and pays kefal, he does not also pay a chomesh for admitting. Rami Bar asked, is it the money which obligates him in kefal that exempts him from the chomesh? Or is it the shvu which obligates him in kefal that exempts him from the chomesh? Can both payments not be obligated by the same money or by the same shvua? 
So the pickpocket who stole a wallet from a rabbi while he was debating whether it's the mammon or shvu that obligates the tone tainas ganav to pay kefal and not the chomish, and then stole the kefal in the pocket of a shomer who was paid by a thief after the shomer swore an item was stolen and then paid for it voluntarily, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, if the owner sued the Shomer to return his pikadon, the nishba v'shilem, and he swore that it was stolen, exempting himself, and then paid for it voluntarily, and the thief was later identified, to whom is the kefal paid? Abai says it's paid to the Baal pikadons, for since he troubled the owner with the shvua, the owner does not transfer the kefal payment to him. Rava says it's paid to the one whose possession the pikadon was, meaning the Shomer, cave in the shilem, for since he eventually paid for the pikadon, the owner transfers the kefal payment to him. So the pickpocket who stole a wall from a rabbi while he was debating whether it's the mammon or shavuot that obligates a tontine is gone to pay kefal and not the chomish, and then stole the kefal in the pocket of a shomer who was paid by a thief after the shomer swore an item was stolen and then paid for it voluntarily, decided not to pursue the shomer who swore an item was stolen since the thief admitted to the theft after he was caught and didn't have to pay kefal, even though he later denied the theft to the owner, which reminds us. The Gemara discusses a Shomer who swore the Pikadon was stolen and the thief was discovered. Then the Shomer sued the thief to return it and he admitted to his theft. Then the owner sued him and he denied the theft and aided him later testified to the theft. Is the thief exempt from Kefal through his confession to the Shomer or did the Shomer's role end when he swore? So the admission was not to a litigant. Daf Kuftes. So the Simon Daf Kuftes is a Hatzalah kid. So here goes. The Hatzalah member, Hatzalah, that must be on Daf Kuftes. Hatzalah kid. The Hatzal member who just declared a man dead and was shocked to hear the dead man's son, who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial, attempting to be mocha himself, the payment, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses whether a Gazan can forgive a robbery payment to himself, such as in the case where one stole from his father and swore to deny it, and then his father died. So the Hatzal member who just declared a man dead and was shocked to hear the dead man's son, who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial, attempting to be mocha himself, the payment near the Hatzal kit, where a Mishmar of Kohanim were dividing the payment that was given to them by a fellow Kohen who had robbed a Ger who subsequently died, which reminds us, if a Kohen robs a Ger who subsequently dies without heirs, it's the current Mishmar that divides the payment, and this Kohen cannot keep the payment himself. So the Hatzal member who just declared a man dead, and was shocked to hear the dead man's son who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial, attempt to be Mocha himself, the payment near the Hatzalakit, where a Mishmar of Kahanim were dividing the payment that was given to them by a fellow Kohen who had robbed the Ger, who subsequently died, across the street from where an off duty Kohen was on his way to bring a carbon, anticipating getting the meat and the hides. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses from where we know that a Kohen may bring a carbon at any time, not even during his Mishmar, and that he gets to keep its meat and hides. Dav Kufyud, so the Simon Dav Kufyud is a gold key ceremony. So here goes. When the elderly Kohen award the gold key, gold key, that must be learned off Kufyud. When the elderly Kohen award the gold key for many years of dedicated service, appointed another Kohen to bring his carbon, even though the meat and hides would go to the Mishmar, which reminds us, the price of the previous stuff concluded, if the Kohen bringing his carbon was old or sick, he may give his carbon to any Kohen he wishes to sacrifice, even not from the Kerm Mishmar, and the reward for its service, meaning its meat and its hide, are given to the men of the Kerm Mishmar. Rapapa explains the case is where he's able to perform the avoda and eating with difficulty. Avoda done with difficulty is valid, so he may also point to another Kohen. Eating with difficulty is not valid, since it's considered achilas gasa, excessive eating. So the meat and hind are given to the current Mishmar.
So when the elderly Kohen awarded the gold key for many years of dedicated service, appointed another Kohen to bring his carbon, even though the meat and hides would go to the Mishmar, he saw a Gazan who came that evening to return what he stole from a Ger who died without heirs, being turned away since the Karen is called an Ashim, and an Ashim is not brought at night. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah teaches the law that if one robs a Ger and swears in denial, who dies without heirs, he pays the principal and Chomish to Kohanim. A bright Siddarshan's Ashim Zekeren. The word Ashim in the Pasuk refers to the principal of the robbery, not a carbon. A Moshev Zechomish, and that is returned in the Pasuk, refers to the Chomish surcharge. This is the source of Rav's ruling, the robbery of a ger, which the Gazan returned to the Kahanim at night, he did not fulfill his obligation. So when the elderly Kohen awarded the gold key for many years of dedicated service, appointed another Kohen to bring his carbon, even though the meat and hides would go to the Mishmar, he saw a Gazan who came that evening to return what he stole from a ger, who died without heirs, being turned away, since the carrot is called an Ashim, and an Ashim is not brought at night, and told him to come back tomorrow during the day, and he would happily accept it as one who receives... Matanos, which reminds us, Rava asks, Kohanim regarding Kohanim, receiving the robbed property of a ger, Yorshin Havu or Makabli Matanos Havu, are they considered like the ger's heirs or the recipients of gifts from Hashem? A price lists the robbed property of a ger as one of the 24 Matanos Kohuna, gifts of Kohanim proving that they are considered gifts. All right, so now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss if it's the Mamun or Shvua, which obligates Kefil, that exempts from a Chomesh, that's on Dav? Kufchas. Good number two. Which stuff is one of the reason why one who is motive to mix us must take a shvua? That's on daf. Kufzayin. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn if one robbed someone and the owner did not despair, and then someone ate what the gazelin stole, the owner can also collect from the second person? That's on daf. Kufyadav. Good number four. Which stuff do we have a question if Kohanim that received payment for gazelagir are considered yorshin or makabi matanos? That's on daf. Kofia, good number five. Which of the one the sources that a cone can bring a carbon whenever he wants and gets to keep the meat and hides? That's on Duff. Kuftas. Good number six. Which stuff do we machokas if Rishus Yoresh Kurishus will kerdami? The Rishus of an heir is like the Rishus of a purchaser, meaning it constitutes a shini Rishus. That's on Duff. Kufyadav. Good number seven. Which stuff do you know when a Kohen steals from a Ger who dies without heirs, the payment is divided by the current Mishmar? That's on Dav. Kuftas. Good number eight. Which of the one that since the Ger is called an Asham, a Gazan is not Yotzi returning it if he returns it at night? That's on Dav. Kufyad. Good number nine. Which stuff do you have a case where one denies a Pikadon in his possession to stall for time so he can retrieve the Pikadon from the swamp? That's on Dav. Kufeg. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do we discuss what the din is if the Gazan gave the Ashim to the first Mishmar of Yoriv and the money to the second Mishmar of Yadaya? That's on Dav. Kufyadav. Excellent. That was today's year. This is Rabbi Yavram Goldar from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.